Welcome everybody to the cast from the coast. My name is Adam Miles and I'm joined as always by Josh Lambert and Tim Johnson. Thank you everybody for joining us on this live edition once again of the cast from the coast. We're live on YouTube and Twitch, etc, etc. Uh, audio copies of this will be available on podcasting networks later on in the week. Until then, Tim, yes. what are we talking about tonight? We, once again, are talking about a movie I believe we've talked about twice on this channel already. Has it been twice or is it, we only did it the once? I it might, it might, no, uh, it's been at least twice. twice. Okay, so this is the third time we've talked about this movie because it is a cl- right. Chris- Christmas, Christmas classic from 1974. Bob Clark's Black Christmas. Stay tuned, everybody. Welcome back, everybody. Tim, please proceed to give us the synopsis. Just like the other two times, or maybe one time, but one of the other times that we've talked about this. During their Christmas break, a group of sorority girls are stalked by a stranger. That's it. Young ladies, Timothy. (laughs) Sorority girls. Okay. That's what it says. They're not girls. That's, That's... Sorority ladies terminology. Dated term sorority girls is dated terminology now? Oh definitely. What the hell, dude? So what are we supposed to say now? Just young ladies? Is what that what you're saying? Some young ladies which happen to be part of a fraternity. Sorority. Sorority. See? You don't even know what it's sorority females. Females. I don't know. Okay, so 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 let's just give praise for one thing. That we're not talking about the absolute abortion of a movie from 2019, 2020. And the, 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 the less of an abortion of the 2006 Black Xmas. I began to like that one more last time we seen it. Only because but... 2019 sucked so bad. Oh. Right? Yeah. But yeah. 2006 sucked too. So... I look at it like this. I feel like they went way too much into trying to explain, like, Billy and what he was doing and all that kind of shit in the 2006 one. And it yeah. kind of almost took that same kind of route that uh, what a lot of people have with uh, problems with the Rob Zombie Halloween going into the past. And it didn't need to be yeah. explained. And then, you know, this year watching, as I do every year, um, the 1974 Black Christmas, 
it's it's perfect the way it is. You don't need any explanations whatsoever. You just need to know the story. Creepier. Yes, that's what makes it better. Yeah. yeah, you don't you don't know anything about this guy. You don't get the backstory. You get a feeling that there's a lot of story to be told, but you never get that story. I'm I'm under the belief after what? Okay, I'm getting ahead of myself. Adam, do you wanna do you wanna do you wanna do you wanna talk about the story Correct. a little bit? Keep us in line. Yeah. Do, do, no. I, I want. I want. I want to hear some random bullshit come out of those mouths bullshit. now. Come on, this is pertinent. Bullshit. Pertinent. <laughs> it's very important business. Um, well, I watched. We've the, already okay. talked about the first movie multiple times. Okay. Let's just talk yeah, a little right. bit more about everything having to do with the series itself a little. All bit. right. Go. All right. So um, when we were watching it, me and Anthony this year. Um, it was kind of one of those things where you weren't even really paying attention to the story. You were paying attention to everything that was going on in the background, all that kind of stuff. Right. So there was a couple things that I noticed this viewing that I never noticed before. There was one point where Phil and, um, uh, Olivia Hussey, Jess, Jess, they were on the phone talking to the cop Mm-hmm. About the phone tap. And there's legit a shadow behind Jess. Like, mm-hmm. of a, a man looking. And I'm like, why have I never seen that before? Do you know what I'm talking about, Adam? Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking yes. about. I noticed it this year, too. I never noticed it before. And it freaked me out. So, we're talking about it. Me and Anthony. Not necessarily about the shadow thing, but... I think okay, so I think that there's there's two there's two people killing people in this. I think that there's the guy upstairs on the phone. Okay, Billy. I, Billy, we'll call him Billy. I think Billy's upstairs and he's just he's doing his Brace thing. Down. But I also feel that Peter just snapped and he so happened to kill people as well. Because that that's the I... only thing that makes sense to me. Because I don't think it was just Peter, and I don't think it was Peter doing the phone calls. Do I think Peter no. killed these fucking sorority girls? Yeah. What, what makes you think Peter killed somebody? Like what? So, I mean, they obviously set him up as the fall guy. They did. Like, they make him look. Well, the, the the fact that they play the music that plays anytime Billy does a phone call when it shows Peter. Huh? Right. So there's that. But there's also like I still say that one scene where you see Billy's eye, that's Peter's fucking eye. Like that's the same actors it is. Don't shake your head. Don't you dare. You'll notice they're also dressed like for what you can see. They're dressed in very similar the, clothes. Both dressed in very similar clothes, so, like almost like yeah, so a what, like what are you a saying turtleneck. That Billy is Peter because no. you're contradicting what you just said. No, so it, I'm they saying they just coordinate coordinate murders and wear a uniform. Like, what do you mean? I don't think that fuck. Yeah, yeah, that's what I think. No, I think that Billy didn't kill anybody yeah. downstairs. He killed the people that came upstairs into the attic. And he made phone calls. And that was it. I don't think he killed Phil. I don't think he killed Barb. I don't think he killed uh, 
those were the, the, that's it. <laughs> but he obviously spends time downstairs. Like, yeah, there's a couple. Like, you, you see the POV shot or whatever, or him coming downstairs yeah. or whatever. So it's not like he's secluded to the attic and he's only killing people up in the attic. Hmm. It it's good thoughts and it's good theory. I've I've after I've heard my this last before. This theory. Continue. No, I, I was just saying. I was just saying after after my viewing this year because it's one of those movies I've watched every year now for the last X amount of years. You know, it's Christmas. It's it's what you do. And Tim's right. Like I've begun to see things a little bit more clearer in certain ways. I've begun to 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 picture certain things, to to take notice of shadows and extra visibilities of things and everything else. There's a, and and certain things about this movie even creep me out worse this year. Like when you actually see, like the eye in the fucking doorway and shit like this. Yeah. Like that was ultimately a lot creepier this year when I was watching it. Like it was just hands down, somebody's fucking right there, and there he is. Um, but I started to, I started to see Peter's. I started to see Peter's actions as a little bit more fucking nuts. Like he destroyed his fucking expensive ass piano. piano. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And yeah. like, he's alone. like, yeah, he, he just fucking lost it. Right. And the thing is, is that, you know, uh, yes, it's a very loose theory and it's just based off of this one viewing recently where I'm like, Hey, maybe it is two and all that kind of stuff. Right. It's just the thing that doesn't make sense is the ending. So he comes downstairs. How would he know that she was in the fucking basement? Peter, at the very Peter. end, where he's wiping on the window and stuff, how would he fucking know that he she was in the basement? That's because right. he was in the house and he saw her go down to the basement. Yeah, I agree. So, in this theory, are they working together? Are they no? I see, that's just happen the thing. To be murdering? That's the thing. I don't think. I think th- that house is just fucking bad luck. <laughs> like, I think that someone climbed up and it's like fucking. You know, like I feel like they're two totally s- different situations that just so happen to take place in the same house, right? It, so it, it, it's almost like because Peter would have known about the prank calls they're the billy calls right yeah it's almost like he was like building up some sort of like a a physical involvement of this billy guy not knowing that billy was actually fucking there you know what i mean they talk about it earlier how there's like a rash of disappearances and like a bunch of women get raped and Mm -hmm. like just bad goings on in the town yeah do you think that's Peter or do you think that's Bill? I don't think it's necessarily either one of them because it's a big city and that shit happens, right? Like, because there's never been any real evidence to ever say that that girl they found in the woods when the, the big search right. part, that it was connected necessarily to the house. Correct. Do you know what I mean? Like, the only, thi- the only thing that kind of connected it was some of the girls from the house were helping to look, right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, just as a a non like super fan, only seen this film a couple times. My immediate assumption is that Billy is like an escaped lunatic. Yeah. Like and I I feel that he followed one of them home, whether it be Jess or Barb yeah. or like he saw one of them and followed them home. 
Mm-hmm. I think he's just been like going to town. Yeah, because the, the the thing that Maybe made it made me think that the thing that made me think that was how when we get you know the first phone call, they're absolutely mm-hmm. used to it. Oh, it's the moaner. You know what I mean? The moaner. Yeah. No, it's it it is, and there, there's a lot of theories going on around around that. You know that Peter was actually doing some killings. You know, there's other theories that point to the fact that uh, some people say that you know Billy didn't really exist, and it was Peter. But it's 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 a weird it's a weird take on it too. Um, in the end, there's actually uh, and and I'm just going to throw this out there because I haven't seen it yet, but I plan on seeing it as soon as possible. There's actually a fan film that got released this year called "It's Me, Billy." And apparently so it's what? it's like a follow-up to the original uh, Black Christmas, and it takes place showing a little bit more about, you know, what's going on. With the notoriety this film has, there has to be some, like, uh, commentaries and stuff. Like, what does the director, what does the writer say? Have they given any? I, well, I've never, I've, I, I, I can't comment on that because I've never listened to their commentaries. Um, Same here. But... I mean, if they did, people have definitely asked them these questions in conventions and stuff. I would think. Yeah, you would think. Or what their official response? But I almost feel like they would give like a vague response, like it's what it's whatever you want it to be, right? I mean, there. I'm I'm not even joking. There's even a really weird fucking theory out there because Bob Clark is the writer director of this movie, or it's co-writer and director of this movie. There's there's even a really wild fucking theory that because of the way that this movie takes place, that it's actually Ralphie from A Christmas Story. <laughs> I'm not even joking. I'm not even joking because Bob Clark wrote and directed. Can you Christmas imagine well. if like it wasn't Billy, he was Ralphie? Yeah. Oh, his eye out. Shot his eye out. Yeah, he <laughs> shot his eye out and went crazy. He didn't get it though. Like, like. Well, he did get it, but it would have. That was just a movie. In reality, I didn't get the Red Rider gun. I went crazy because I didn't get what I wanted for Christmas. <laughs> or he did get it, shot himself in the eye, and it launched itself in the brain, and like <laughs> just fucking crosswires or something. That's right. And he says some weird stuff, like he's talking about his sister or like this little girl, and he pretends to be his parents. Mm-hmm. But see, that's the thing that's really fucking weird is like if you listen to the the um, when he's talking, like it almost sounds like there's two different voices I, overlapping. I have that in my notes. Overlapping. There is definitely a spot where you can hear the voices talk over. Now that minutes. could just be ADR when they were you know editing editing the movie together and like yeah. they did that right. But the one part. That me and Anthony were like, wait a minute, is is this all just Peter? Was he's like, ah, 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 making this noise, and then he goes, I'm gonna kill you, and then hangs up, and it sounds like Peter. Now I could be wrong; it's just a man's voice, right? But like he's making all the noises and licking his lips, like really shitty ASMR, right? Really, <laughs> really, really shitty, shitty ASMR. ASMR. But and then all of a sudden he just, I'm gonna kill you. Like I think it was when she was like, up. "You fucking creep" or whatever she called him. Yeah. yeah. Well, he has like the, the the flip switch moments yeah. where he'll be just like blabbering into the phone, and then all of a sudden the switch will flip and he'll say something coherent. Hmm. Yeah. But really to weird. your point, there is definitely 
parts where there's multiple voices talking over each other. Yeah. So, I mean, well, if you were to take it at face value, then there's two people. Yeah. Or, well, yeah. Or. Or yeah. it's, to, again, like I said, ADR, and when they were just editing or, it together, right. it sounded more interesting to kind of overlap some of the audio. Mm. Okay. Well, Josh, you mentioned your notes. Why don't you uh, yeah. regale us with your story? They're pretty minimal, but I did take some notes on this if you like. Okay. Uh, I think it's awesome. Re- took notes again. The re revisit of Black Christmas. Uh, this viewing took place December 26, 2021, at 6.54 p.m. Uh, little Billy is vile. He says some fucking saucy stuff for the 70s. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, the quote, you can't rape a townie. Is Billy's goal to, like, rape the girls in the sorority? Or is he just, like, trying to murder them? Or is it both? I just think that was Barb's fucking saying... Townies are fucking loose. Can't rape yeah, the woolly, you know what goose. I mean? Like that's what yeah, I yeah, that's exactly what she was saying. Yeah, it's it's that old it's that old, you know, wrong side of the tracks and, and the, the right. upper scale neighborhoods versus the lower scale neighborhoods and the townies versus the, 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 fucking uh, thing. The, the hidden snaps always cracks me up when she's like looking under the fucking toilet tank and oh, the, the old stops bottle. <laughs> uh what a bunch of shitty kids just like throwing snowballs at uh, the mullet Dr. Phil looking guy. <laughs> He's got like the Dr. Phil circle with oh, a mullet. The father. Yeah. And he just pales him with a snowball. Uh, the grandma flipping the bird poster is great. The house mother remains the best part of this film for me. I think she's comical. Uh, these ladies are truly out of control. Uh, unplanned pregnancy, underage drinking. At one point, the girl gives like a glass of eggnog and rum to like a six-year-old. Like these young ladies are out of control. Yes. Uh, the officer is literally being tricked into writing down fellatio. That fucking guy. Barb. Yeah. I love Barb. It's a new exchange. Uh, the sweatiest piano solo of all time. Buddy's playing that piano, and he's got the sweat just pouring off him. It's intense. Where did people get their turtle banging facts before the internet? <laughs> like these absurd facts people have. Like nowadays, you just no. I saw it on a BuzzFeed article. Uh, uh, she went. She went to the library. No, she said she saw it at the zoo. She probably oh, talked to one of the zookeepers. <laughs> uh, breaking the piano definitely makes you look like a crazy person. Because he is. True. Uh, uh, and then Billy home alone her. He hit her with the old. Uh, Pink can or whatever it was. Uh, Peter does an amazing job at looking like a lunatic, so they they're definitely setting him up to be the the bad guy. Uh, so you're you're at the police station at one point. I don't know if you guys heard this little tidbit. Uh, the guy's taking calls of like concerned neighbors that think they know who the murderer is, and one of the neighbors is like, uh, "This guy hasn't worn his hat the last two days." He's he's a murderer. <laughs> my favorite part, my favorite part of the whole thing is said at the fucking uh, police, <laughs> the police station by fucking Art Hindle. <laughs> you know, because I'm taking her out. 
Because I'm taking the route. I'm taking the route. They are Canadian, aren't they? No, but that was like super, super Canadian. Yeah, that's right. I'm taking the uh, route. I always assumed Billy was like an escaped schizophrenic or something, uh, making all the different voices. But that last call, you can distinctly hear voices talking over each other. Talk about that. Get your classic. Uh, the call is coming from inside the house. And the most frustrating part of the movie, the ending, uh, where the officer's telling her, I need you to do exactly what I say. She's like, okay, I'll do exactly what you say. And then proceeds to not follow the clear instructions and get killed. I, I love how he freaks out and goes, Christ, Jess, he's in the house. Like, he's just fucking yeah. like... Like, straight up, for the record, I do not feel bad for you. The rest of the people were innocents. You made your decision. You made your decision. It's brilliant. They literally said, he's in the house. Get out of the house. And she proceeds to go up to the attic. Like, you're dumb. Yeah. Those are my notes. Okay. All right. Yes. Good, good, good points. You, you, you... I can't really quite remember everything that you might have pointed out last year, but you know, we, we have some, we have some good fodder with that to play with this year too. Um, yeah, it's, it's fucking stupid and crazy. Some of the, some of the little decisions like that, that were made, like get out of the fucking house. No, I'm going to go look in the fucking house now, you know, weird yeah. shit like that, that did happen. But in reality, I mean, isn't that just, you know, one of those sociological, you know, discussions that we have about movies like this, where there's always somebody, you know, who does something that they fucking shouldn't. I mean, let's face oh, 100%. it. That's what horror movies are all about. It's exactly. That's what horror movies are all about, man. Right. And, and this don't read the fucking evil book. Like, hello. He fucking reads the evil book. <laughs> <laughs> so this movie is like a, you know, this 1974, same year as Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It's, you know, this is like the early years of the true slasher films. Right. And we've said it before, I don't think that this movie gets near enough credit for what it does. You know, in, in a movie in 1974 that did, like, POV shots of, of the actual, the killer stalking people and stalking around the houses, you know, it's it's amazingly, it's amazingly filmed, in my opinion. I love the lighting. And I love, like, this movie really, truly does feel fucking Christmas. I, you know, like, you it, know what? I say this every year. I love putting this movie on because it gives me a sense of coziness right yeah. like it's i weird. don't know why like it's not the subject matter of the film it's it's the fact that it's very early 1970s it's a very innocent time in the sense of you know there's not huge advances in technology you see the fucking telephone room <laughs> it's a whole the room. The whole the room, right? <laughs> um, you know, uh, but I don't know. I just this movie makes me feel all all warm and cozy. Yes, and now let's talk about you know if if you guys want to talk about characters or anything in this too, just just to talk about that for a minute. I say this every time that we talk about this movie. This is pinnacle, Margot, for me. Oh, this is the only Margot, in my opinion. Like, you see her in the original Superman, and it's like, meh. Compared to this and um, Annabelle? Oh, uh, yeah. Because I liked her in that, too. Yeah, but this 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 is my favorite movie of hers. I love Barb. I love her carefree, don't give a fuck 
drunken attitude on things. I think she's awesome in this movie. And, in my opinion, she's got the best death sequence. She's got the only real death sequence, if I'm, if I'm being honest. Because, yeah. like... Yeah. I just... I, I, I feel that that's what is, is not good about this movie. Is that you don't really see... Excuse they me. leave a lot to the imagination. Yes, and uh, I, I feel that uh, seventy-eight Halloween, like which was largely inspired by this movie, also did that, where they weren't gruesome kills. It wasn't necessarily about the kills, um, hmm. but I mean, can you imagine not seeing anything like this before in nineteen seventy-four, mm-hmm. and then going like because we I, we take it for granted, like. There's so many movies like this now. So many. It's true. It's very true. So you got to think, prior to this, I mean, you don't have a lot. Like, we're talking within the five years leading up to this, your scary movies are your old Hammer films. Well, uh, wasn't Exorcist 74 as well? Yeah, I believe it was Exorcist and uh, Texas Chainsaw. Yeah. So, I mean, leading up into those, the, the these, like, holy trinity or whatever you want to call them like these three big bads like leading into those horror movies were pretty tame yeah. the, the only mean? the only the only movie that 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 precedes these ones when it comes to 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 scare and gore was a literal gore fest for its time night of the living dead yeah. but it wasn't a slasher it was literally just people ripping people apart you know what i mean there was there was no there, there was not the same form of 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 intensity as to trying to figure out what's going on and and you know what i mean this was that was an all-out fucking apocalyptic survival and it still holds true to this day it's still really well done absolutely but you know this was this was a movie about you know the innocence of the christmas time and there's somebody stalking them and it's it's the slasher pinnacle slasher type movie yeah so okay hmm effects work so you know, we talk about this a lot, obviously, because we talk about this movie multiple times here. There's not a stupid amount of effects work that's actually in this movie. This movie relies, just like what you had said, Tim, uh, on what Halloween eventually relied on for the most part, too, which was basically camera angles, the oh, visual man. aspect. It, 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 this movie is all fucking cinematography and, like, mm. the, the DOP on this did an amazing job because, like... He did this way of keeping you outside of it as a viewer, but then making you inside of it with the POV shots, right? Like, mm. you know, there's a couple POV shots where it would show like Jess on the phone and he sneaks down from the attic and it's like, I'm sneaking around the house and you don't know I'm here. <laughs> you know what I mean? Don't like, keep it secret. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, the cinematography is great. Yeah. You said it earlier, Adam, the lighting was great. Like, mm. I don't know, like, the nighttime felt dark. Like, even yeah. when they were outside, you know, searching for the, the like, it looked like a, a fucking vintage Canadian winter. You know? So really I remember does. reading a fair amount about this last year, the last two years, or whenever we watched this last, about the cinematography and about a lot of the things this movie gets praised for, how it's like the pioneer the pov and all this stuff it's the pioneer to to western yeah it's uh, not the original one though because i guess a a lot of italian and french movies did a lot of things and they were one of the first ones to kind of bring that to american horror which is awesome in its own right don't get me wrong 
But I think a lot of the reason people put this movie on such a pedestal is they don't realize that and they think, man, this is the first POV movie kind of thing. Yeah, Not it, to say that it it doesn't deserve those rewards for transferring over. But. No, no, it hundred percent does, and and it is. It's 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 about Americanizing this too because yeah. I'm a big fan of French giallo films and French giallo films. They also call them like black glove killer films and POV films, and there's just a lot of that. It's it's always the visuals from the killer. And in front of the camera, all you can see are the black gloves with the with this you know the straight razors and stuff like that. And it's say boy, giallo again, giallo. You always get hung up when you giallo. say <laughs> non English words. It excites him. It does. It's like uh, the the Gomez Morticia. <laughs> you talk French. <laughs> <laughs> Tim's always had something like that for whatever I say. Yeah, exactly. Del Avarinto, del Fano. That was me that said <laughs> that. You didn't say that. I said that. I said it. Oh my goodness. <laughs> there was one movie I said in its its native tongue, and I said it weird, and you guys thought it was funny, so I kept doing it. <laughs> exactly. The All right. Yeah, oh yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That one. <laughs> Freak's sake, man. All right, Tim. Yes, sir. Do you have any interesting trivia to share with us? Um, I probably got the same trivia I had last year, but I could probably switch it up a little bit. Um, I don't know if you guys know this, and I might have said it last year, but this was Elvis Presley's favorite movie. We like Elvis Presley. He would show it every year down in his fucking home theater. Down in the jungle room. Which was basically only three years because he died. But, like, he was able to get a copy of it and fucking... This is, like, his favorite movie. That's amazing. Um, I counted this time, officially. Olivia ah. Hussey says hello 18 times. Oh, wow. Some of them are aggressive. And it's very unnecessary hello? for her to fucking pick up the phone like that. I honestly think she might need some fucking hearing aids or something like that. It might be that. <laughs> Like she just she doesn't know the fucking level of her own voice. Mm. Um, this That's film gave I'm... Olivia Hussey and Margot Kidder recognition as original scream queens. Ironically enough, Olivia Hussey does not like horror movies; they scare her too much. Mm. It's just mm. amazing. Bob Clark, the director, says the phone call scenes were filmed before they were recorded. Uh, with the profane dialogue. He said he wanted the girls' reactions to be kind of low-key and numb and didn't want to overwhelm them with the shock of the dialogue they would use for the scene. So he edited the phone call stalker recording afterwards, which were obviously at that time quite shocking. So that makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the main reasons, Kier Dila, I don't know, Peter, Agreed to do the film was because it was being shot near his parent, where his parents lived, and he wanted to go visit them. Well, that's nice. That's so sweet of him. Uh, Billy's erratic phone calls made much. Billy's erratic phone calls made after each murder seems almost eerily similar as the killer Paul Michael Stefan's actions or Stefani. Stefani's actions. I can't see because the fucking fur is like right in my eyes. Uh, Stefani is known as the weepy voice killer 
a moniker that was developed due to his habit of calling the police after committing his crimes to confess. His and Billy's ramblings are similar, as they were confusing and disorienting with changes in his voice, uh, meaning they could not properly be identified. However, unlike Billy, Stefani was not vulgar in his phone calls when he was confessing his murders. I did not know that. I'm going to go back and watch the one that I did last year. And I probably said the same quote and probably said, I did not I know said, that. Yes, I didn't know I that. I didn't know that. I didn't know that at all. You pro- And you probably counted Olivia Hussey's hellos last year and it was like 19 or some shit. Yeah, it was wrong. But no, it's officially 18. I called. I, I, I counted. Me and Anthony every time. And she starts like right off the bat. It's like the first two minutes of the movie. Hello. Hello? She gets like five done and it's not even like 10 minutes in. Anyways, uh, when the house was a niche, what? That would be a good drinking game. It would get plastered if you were drinking the right thing. (laughs) Um, When the house was initially rented for film production, it had been unoccupied, and it was in very poor shape with old wallpaper and chipping paint, requiring the production designers to repaint every single wall with a fresh coat and replace all the wallpaper. The chief... Uh, a chief reason for the house being picked was its uh, enormous staircase. And Bob Clark liked that he would be able to get a good shot of someone's feet at the top without seeing their body. Director knew what he wanted. Yeah. Uh, Margot Kidder and Andrea Martin became close friends on the set of the film. Uh, this film is listed number 87 on Bravo's channel, 100 Scariest Movie Moments. 87? Yeah. Out of 100. Uh, Olivia Hussey plays a character who's pregnant but wants an abortion. In real life, however, Hussey had just given birth to her son before taking the lead role of this film. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'm going to give you maybe one more. Billy voice. Billy is mainly embodied by the camera operator, Albert J. Dunk, who not only did the POV shots from the killer's perspective, but also played him during a few of the murders. It was his fan. It was his hand seen by the audience. Nick Mancuso, the main voice actor of Billy, was not on set. Both director Bob Clark and Kier Dila confirmed that Dila at no point contributed to Billy. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Suspicious. Uh, in order to raise more suspicion for Peter possibly being the killer Billy, Nick Mancuso, <laughs> who voices Billy, overdubbed six of Kier Dila's lines of dialogue. Interesting. Is there any more Billy stuff? Let's see. Uh, Okay, this is the last one. Uh, The killer, popularly known as Billy, was never confirmed by name. Much like other aspects of the movie, not knowing the killer's identity is meant to increase the sense of fear. According to Bob Clark, not knowing anything about the killer was intended to make him less relatable 
and have much more suspenseful impact on the audience. Mm. Yeah. Uh, the old, the, I had only ever read before that the reason why people started calling him Billy was because of he the said, line. Yeah, he says Billy he a says, couple times. Billy, Billy. He's like he's yeah. yelling in somebody else's voice at him type of thing, right? So it's, yeah. it's the only reason why people start calling him Billy. Well, and that, my friends, was trivia time. Excellent. All right. It wasn't just so trivia that, time. It's trivia time with Tim. Trivia time with Tim. Thank you. So now. Let us give our thoughts on this movie and give it a rating. Okay. Josh, let's see if your opinion has changed on this movie. I don't remember what I gave it last year. Um, it, it's largely remained unchanged. I, I understand why it's loved. I believe it did bring a lot of things into Western horror. I believe it's the, the start of the slasher craze for America. Um, it's fucking really long to me it's I 90 minutes so much it's I not just, long at all it, it's so long it's not long enough it's, it's, it's so Josh's boring. small attention they don't i do they get like the plastic bag out and they're suffocating the girl I'm like okay yeah this is cool and then it's like oh my god i gotta wait another 90 minutes for cool stuff to happen <laughs> all right fine keep going i i don't know i I don't dislike it. Like I, I don't shit on it. It's not a rated S for shit by any means. Uh, it, it sits right in the middle for me. It's like a PG. It's pretty, pretty good. good. Uh, I know you guys like love it and revere it, and it's like on that top tier pedestal. And I get it. It, it is uh, definitely a, a special kind of movie. Uh, it did bring a lot of things into horror culture. Um, and it's not a bad premise. I, I like the kind of urban legend of the man upstairs and he's been in the house all along uh that whole thing it's pretty cool okay he gives it a pg tim well to clear something up we haven't talked about this movie in two years so it wasn't like we just did it last year oh my god our revisited (laughs) review was episode nine uh episode 63 and it was from two years ago yeah and then the one before that Josh wasn't even part of it. Oh, that was forever this was, ago. The, no, yeah, that was, that was me, you, and uh, your brother, Adam. So, yeah, I just wanted to clear that up. Um, <laughs> what did you clear yeah, we did. This is the third time we're talking about this movie. Yeah. But it wasn't like, you know, every year. No. I mean, it was pretty, pretty recently, I'm just saying. Go ahead, Tim. So I I I love this movie. Um, I watch it every year. It's 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 one of the things that inspired my favorite movie, um, Halloween. So I I I enjoy this. Yes, I do agree with Josh that it is at some points a slow burn. I feel that. Some of those points are necessary, but I do wish that there was a couple more kills. I wish that a couple of the kills might have been a little bit more seen. Um, but that's something that's forgiven because of 1974 and <clears throat> the uh, the style of movies that were made back then. So I get it, um, even though like the swearing, some of the stuff. He says on the phone. Oh, it's, it's just fucking, it's fucking wow, Wow. 
That's raunchy by today's yeah, standards. Yeah, it is. It that, is. That was in a 2021. Well, film. I mean, like, the thing is, is, I was trying to think, like, was there any movie that did that before with that kind of language? And this, you know, I was yeah. thinking The Exorcist, right? Um, so, I've said all this before. I love the premise. I Just love. Second, the... we're gonna take we're gonna take a quick break. Just one second here, guys. I'll be right with you here. Okay. Sorry about that quick break, everybody. I heard like a bang and, you know, just wondering what was going on in the house there. I mean, that's what happens when we do live shows like this. And uh, I don't know, it looked like somebody got sideswiped outside. <laughs> so it was like cars. Gotta love it. Gotta love it. So my apologies. Tim, continue. Fucking unacceptable. Fucking unacceptable to throw. Anyways, I was rambling, so... I love this movie. I watch this movie every year. I hold it in very high regard. I think Josh's opinion is wrong. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> just kidding, Josh. <laughs> just kidding. Um, I, I, I put this. This like th- this movie has a lot of shortcomings, and like again, it was a different set of sensibility and style back in 1974 with how they filmed slashers you know slasher movies and stuff so mm-hmm. but i'm not gonna hold that against it i i give it an x i give it an x it's like one of my favorite movies it's one of my favorite it's movies. so fucking good yes like and and before you start adam the re yeah. one of the reasons why i really like this is because of the theories that come out of it it was shot with such a vague 
don't know what's going on. I noticed I, I do new, like that new things this year watching it that I didn't notice last year. Like it's it, it's it's the gift that keeps on giving. I do enjoy the vague storytelling where you're meant to fill in the box. Yeah, I love that shit. So, yeah, X. X. You did mention that this film has a lot of shortcomings. I disagree. I think it has a lot of really long comings because it's so long (laughs) and boring. I see what you did there. I see what you did. I can appreciate that, Josh. I can appreciate that. Okay. All right. Um, It's okay. (laughs) This movie really is a holiday feel-good for me. Like I just did, you know, I, I love a good horror movie. I love seeing horror movies for all what did the you different just say? seasons. What did you just say? I, I like holiday. Field <laughs> okay. Field. I just wanted to make sure that's what I heard. What did you? Oh, that's what he heard. Okay. All right. Yeah. Anyways, holiday continue. feel good. It, um, I know what you mean. I love seeing movies for the different holidays. You know, we got Halloween and we got, you know, black Christmas and all kinds of stuff. But this movie, as well, being one of the original slashers, you know, from a time in 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 that sweet time of horror, you know what I mean, seventies, eighties, all that good shit. The movie doesn't try to overdo it, doesn't try to overexplain things. It makes it creepier. You know, we talked about that, and we talked about that to death. It's the fact that the movie just does things, and it does things right. You know, um, Josh says that there's you know long drag out parts to the movie. I like the fact that it's building characters. You start to become, you, you start to appreciate the characters and you don't want to see them die. You know what I mean? You get to know them a little bit better. This movie had a very unique way of getting to know the characters in the movie. Bob Clark, who directed this, is very infamous for getting his characters well-known to audiences. It's just the way that he films his movies. It's the way that he makes things. You know, Christmas Story, the Porky's movies, all that stuff. You really get to know the characters in the movies. This is no different. The only one that we really don't get to know is Billy, but on an absolute masterfully perfect scale because it's it's entirely purposeful, right? If something was to happen and Billy was to appear and, you know, killed by the cops or, or anything like that, you know, it would have been kind of like, meh. Didn't even really know Billy anyway. Who gives a shit? You know what I mean? But the fact that nothing happens, he gets away with it like Scott fucking free. Oh, how creepy is it that like the whole credit scene, it's the phone's ringing. I know. And I love it. That's one of my favorite things about this movie is that it's like a lot of movies nowadays. It's all about the end credit scenes and the mid credit scenes. This movie, the fucking credits were rolling over the fact that the movie was still fucking going. And it's safe to assume that, like, it was Billy calling, but, I mean, really, we don't know. It was just a phone ringing. It's just, that's what this movie has always led to, though. It's just when the phone rings, flip a coin, it's Billy. Yep. You know what I mean? And Billy just got away with shit. So it's it's almost like, you know, another play on the fact that, you know, well, it's, it's most likely it's Billy because he's just up to his old tricks again and shit like that, right? <laughs> up to it, his it, old it, tricks. It, Oh, that Billy. Oh, that Billy up to his old tricks. Boys will be boys. That's right. But I, I, I love this movie. I, I love the characters. I love I love what Billy adds to this and doesn't add to it on purpose. Uh, I think that it's underrated in a lot of ways. Even though it's got a huge cult following in the horror movie, you know, in the, in the horror movie, you know, genre. 
a lot of people love this movie. A lot of people even just like this movie and it's, it's part of a, a, an every year, you know, watching, but it falls into a certain level of obscurity compared to other movies that, you know, you know, exceed beyond it, you know, like Halloween. And I really don't feel that this gets the love that it should. And it's, it's, it's a bit of a shame. It's a bit of a shame. So I personally, I put this like right there with Halloween in a lot of ways, in a very lot of ways. So for me, I'm giving this movie just like Tim an X for excellent. Cause it's so fucking good. It's just the way that it is. Question for you guys. Yeah. Do you ever watch this movie? Not in December? No. Yes. I, I never have. I have. So, Okay. Because that was my big thing. Like, I know lots of people that will watch Halloween all that's year fucking... long. And that's one of the reasons why I think Halloween has jumped the obscurity hurdle. Where this movie still sits in a little bit of obscurity. Because it is a holiday film that most people only watch in December. Well, a lot of the... I mean, you, you bring up a bit of a point there, Josh. Like, when you're watching the movie Halloween, aside from the name Halloween, and the opening yeah. credits with the pumpkin... A lot of what happens on the movie Halloween happens basically after trick-or-treating. So it's just, it, it, it seems like, the, for the most part with the movie, if you, if you it's very minimal when you have to do with the trick-or-treating and the costumes and everything else. It's almost like it could be any autumn night for a lot of it. So I, I get what you're saying there. I get what you're saying there. I, this movie, I, I don't watch. It's October's Halloween movies. December's Black Christmas. Like, I can't watch fucking Black Christmas in the summer. That's dumb. I don't watch Halloween in the summer. That's dumb. I'm not saying I watch Black Christmas in the summer or anything like that. It's just I did at one point. I think it was the very first time I ever seen the movie. It wasn't Christmas time. I had watched it like... What I'm trying to say is Halloween stands up on its own merits if you watch it in the middle of summer. Like, it's still a great yeah, yeah, yeah. movie. I feel like Black Christmas stands up on its merits partially on the fact that it's seasonally relevant, and there's very few good seasonally relevant Christmas horror movies. Friday the 13th is fucking watchable every day of the year, except for Friday the 13th yeah. as well. Yeah. I'm making fun of Josh. That's okay. <laughs> Josh is not impressed. Josh is just like, He's going to talk to you, you once we're done the podcast. <laughs> We're going to have this little one-on-one -on -one here, Adam. <laughs> no, uh, I just, it, it, yeah, the, the one the one thing about this movie that, that makes it really, really, truly Christmassy and for a Christmas time watch is like, even right down to the fucking soundtrack, there's bells and jingles and there's yeah. random fucking noises. It, it, it sounds like a Christmas movie, not yeah. just looks and feels like one. So there's probably that too about it. So excellent. Ladies and gentlemen, this has yet been a revisitation of Black Christmas, nineteen seventy-four. Which Number third three. one? Third one. Expect it again in another two years. We'll get to it again in another two years. So, thank you very much, everybody, for joining us on this episode of They Cast from the Coast. Once again, we were live on YouTube and Twitch, etc. We'll also be producing audio copies of this on all the major podcasting platforms, including, but not limited to. Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, Amazon Music, etc. Just wanted to let you know that we're also on Patreon. Open up your hearts and your wallets. 
by Tim that caffeine that he so actively endures. <laughs> and until next time, Josh. I have the true identity of Billy. If everyone notices very carefully, we'll see that Adam has not worn his hat the last two days. Mm -hmm. That's right. <laughs> Without a doubt, <laughs> he is the sorority murderer. Without a doubt, Adam is the sorority murderer. All right. Check the tapes. His voice matches. Billy! <laughs> Tim! Stay safe. Stay spooky. And until next time, keep it creepy, everybody. Good night.